Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe, your way. Buongiorno and guten Morgen, my wondering friend. There's a little Italian, a little German, and if you've listened to some previous episodes, you might guess that we are going to be taking a little trip to the northern part of Italy, not just that Sud Tyrol or South Tyrol, Alto Adige area, but a little bit broader than that, because what we're going to do today is we're going to look at the Dolomites kind of as an overview, because if you're like me, well, like I was mm, back in 2011, so a dozen years ago, I thought the Dolomites were just one place. Turns out they're not. They're sort of spread out across Italy. So I kind of want to go over, there's just the general broad overview of what the Dolomites are and like then where they are, because you can't really go and maybe see all of them at once. They're kind of spread out a little bit. It's possible if you had enough time, you could see all of them, but you're probably going to want to pick out a couple of areas to go and experience these beautiful peaks. Before I get started, though, I do need to share some sad news. Um, my dad, 92 years old, passed away as I record this. I'm recording this on actually on St. Patrick's Day, and he actually passed away earlier this week on March 13th. So... Hopefully I can get through this without any tears, but, um, you know, he lived a good long life and he was ready to go. And thankfully he's now at peace um, and with my mom. And I um, just needed to kind of put that out there. I've had a lot of heartfelt um, messages from people that know about his passing. And I just want to thank everybody for all the kind words over this time. It's been a rough journey over these past few months in particular. And in particular, um, this kind of last month of his life was not easy. Um, but thankfully, I have a tremendous family around me and probably one of, now I am going to cry, one of the best sisters in the whole wide world. And she and I really helped him Kind of get through those last um, that last those last couple weeks of his life, and were able to keep him home, which was his wish, um, and he got to pass here at home. So I'm a little sad, but I'm happy to be, of course, talking about one of my favorite things, and that's travel. And I get to talk about one of my favorite places in all of Italy, and that's kind of the northern part, and where all these beautiful mountainous peaks are. Okay. I'm okay. We're going to go on. So let's talk about the Dolomites. And so first of all, let's sort of explain what they are. So the Dolomites are a certain kind of type of rock and it's, it's, it's limestone and this kind of um, mineral limestone that it is, was named by an 18th century French mineralogist. I am not going to try to pronounce his name correctly, but it's something like Diodat 
Gratay de Dolomieu. Um, Dolomieu is his last name. So there is how we get the name of Dolomite. So he actually coined the or somehow got to name this specific type of limestone. It's known as carbonate rock dolomite, and it really has a distinctive sort of pale pink hue. And that's what makes the dolomites kind of a little extra special because, you know, if you've been maybe to the Rocky Mountains um, here in the United States or even up in Canada, or maybe seen the Alps of like Switzerland or France, or even some of the Alps that are in Italy, they're more gray. Um, You know, you kind of get that gray, maybe grayish brown kind of color. But the dolomites have this pale color and and especially like in, you know, in the morning or at night, they definitely take on more of a pinky kind of hue. So they're really special. They're really beautiful. And they also kind of have like more like, you'll see a lot of like more like pinnacles and spires and towers, and they tend to be you know, more rugged, I would say, and jagged. So they're really cool. And so they're, to me, they're really different and they're very distinct. And I think that that's what makes them sort of extra special and maybe why I love them so much. Obviously, as a photographer, they're even like more interesting to me to photograph than not that the Swiss Alps are pretty special, but they are special, but the Dolomites are maybe even more so. So that's kind of what the Dolomites are. So now let's talk about where you find them. As I said, they are in northern Italy and more specifically kind of more the northeastern part of the boot. So if you get your map out, if you're able to, you can look and you will find them in the Trentino Alto Adige region, which is kind of due north of the city of Verona. And they are both in the Trentino part and the Alto Adige part of this greater region. The Alto DJ, you've heard me talk about probably before. That's also known as South Tyrol or Sud Tyrol. You will find them in this region. You'll also find them in the kind of the northern reaches of the Veneto region. Now the Veneto region is where you find Venice, Verona, Padua, Vicenza, And that northern part, you kind of have to go up to the far northern reaches of it, but that's where you will also find some dolomite peaks in that region. And then if you go just to the east of the Veneto, you will find the Fruili Venezia Giulia region. And that's the region that kind of butts over towards like Slovenia. And there are just a... little bit. There's a one park over there that, that I'll bring up that has Dolomite Peak. So it's more on the western part of that region, the Fruili Venezia Giulia region. So you can see that they're they're up there way far in the north of Italy. You're not going to find them down, you know, outside of Rome or something like that. This is up in northern Italy. Now, I want to tell a funny story. <laughs> As I kind of said, the Dolomites are kind of all over. And I remember when I first w- wanted to go, I'm like, oh, I want to go to the Dolomites. And so I Google it. And then I realized that they're spread out all over. Like there are, I think there are like really kind of nine parks, if you will, from national parks to more like regional parks where you will find the Dolomite Mountains. And so I was like perplexed by this at first. I was like, what? They're not all in one place? No, they're not. They're spread out. And 
I then was like, well, which ones do I go to? So that's kind of what I want to do here is I want to go through kind of these nine areas where you can find the dolomites and let you know which each area is kind of like, because then you may be able to choose the one that you think maybe is best for you and, you know, your time, what you want to do there, how you want to see them. You know, a lot of people like to get out, obviously, on foot and do some hiking, some of the hikes, some of the places are going to be a little bit more, you know, more technical and hiking. Um, some of them are going to be easier. So that's where the Dolomites are. And we've covered what they are. So what I would say is this is an area that I would say is mostly for people who do want to get out in the mountains. Yes, you can drive through them. So I'm not going to say that you can't see them that way and that you won't get, mm, that you wouldn't get a really good overview of what they're like. There's no doubt about it. If you're not somebody who's real active or not able to be active, you can still see the Dolomites and you will still get some beautiful, there's some beautiful drives for sure through some of these that I will mention. But I do think the best way is to be able to get out into them. You can hike, you can do some road biking through them, or maybe even there are some places where you can do some mountain biking. You can actually do some rock climbing in some places. There are lakes where you can get out kind of where you'd be in like, you know, you'd be surrounded by them. So maybe some kayaking or some canoeing. If you're a winter sport person and want to ski or snowboard, maybe do some cross-country skiing or some snowshoeing. That is all readily available in a lot of these places. And even if you're not super active, there are, because of the of the ski areas, there are gondolas and ski lifts that you can take up to maybe some viewpoints and be able to take the mountains in there. So there's lots of options here. Again, I do think that the area is best if you can really get out there in them a little bit more and do some of the the hiking or some skiing or something like that. It kind of just gets you a little bit more up close and personal with everything. But if you're not super active, you can still take drives through them or maybe go up on one of these like gondolas or ski lifts and get up to some viewpoints and still be able to maybe get a little bit up close and personal with them. So what I want to do is dive into these because Dolomites are pretty special. And what I want to do is I kind of want to go through the different parks because this is probably where you're going to have the most experience with the Dolomites. And I want to start with the National Park. And this one is actually located in the Veneto region. It's called, I'm going to, I'm going to pronounce everything in their Italian name. So this is Parco Nazionale delle Dolomiti Bellunesi. So it's basically the Belluno. That is the main town that would be great for you to base yourself to explore this park. And this is the only one of the Dolomite parks that is actually also an Italian national park. So I've driven through here. I have to admit, I haven't been out there yet to get into the mountains, but there are some beautiful mountains. There is one called Monte di Sole. It's actually a mountain range, and that is the center and is in the wildest part of the park. It has a lot of water. There's lots of streams and springs and swamps. So this may be a good park for you to get out and enjoy some water. Some waterfalls, I think, are there as well. 
it tends to be one of the more remote parks of the Dolomite Parks, even though it's a national park, which I kind of find kind of interesting, but it it's definitely maybe a place that you might find a little bit more peace and quiet. There are some beautiful species of of trees here, evergreen trees, deciduous trees. There's also a unique valley called the Val del Grisol, G-R-I-S-O-L, that's actually filled with an ancient forest and it's got some steep ravines. So you can hear, like, as I'm talking about that, you can see it's pretty diverse, this park is in the type of terrain it has. You've got mountains, you've got ravines, you've got some valleys, you've got lots of st- streams and springs and swamps, lots of water. So that's what that park has to offer. Belluno is the town that is right nearby. All of these parks are going to have a variety of trails. So you should be able to find something in each park where there may be just some simple like nature walks that are suitable for everyone. And a lot of times you can even find one that's maybe a little bit accessible um, for people that maybe are in wheelchairs or if you've got strollers with kids that might you know, usually there's, you can almost always find at least one trail, one or two trails that will be something like that. So that is the Parco Nazionale delle Dolomiti Bellunese. And again, that's in the northern part of the Veneto region. The other one that is in the northern part of the Veneto region is a regional park. And this one is near the town, the famous ski town, actually, of Cortina d'Ampezzo. That's C-O-R-T-I-N-A, then a D with an accent, and A-M-P-E-Z-Z-O. And this is Parco Naturale Regionale delle Dolomiti d'Ampezzo. I know, it's a mouthful. So here you're going to find the Crystal and the Tofane mountain groups. And one of my favorite peaks is technically located in this park, and it's the Croda Rosa d'Ampezzo. It is this beautiful peak. I'll be sure I put a, a picture of it in the show notes because you can see it from one of the other parks. The cool thing is um, this park actually butts up to one of the other parks, the Fanacenas Breas Dolomite Park, which I'm going to be talking about here in a minute. So there are some areas where you can actually cross, where you can be out hiking and you can cross from one park into the next, which is really kind of nice. So some of the features of the Dempezzo Park are that, as I said, I haven't actually, I've sort of gone into this one because I crossed over um, from Fanacena Spreus, but you're going to find some, obviously, I just mentioned the peaks. So you're also going to find some nice, like there's going to be some narrow valleys and there's also some high alpine pastures here. Um, the Fanus Gorge is one of the highlights here where you're going to also kind of see some beautiful waterfalls, of course, depending on how the snow belt is. The one thing is that there's actually um, some ruins of a castle here. It's called the Botestano Castle, B-O-T-E-S-T-A-G-N-O. It's kind of an ancient medieval kind of fort, and it is open to the public. So this is definitely, I mean, like I said, I've kind of touched into a little bit of this park, not a whole lot, but this is 
a great one to go explore because again, you might be able to get a two for one. Beautiful, beautiful, stunning peaks here. Absolutely beautiful. Croto Rosa is stunning. And again, a good base might be that famous ski town of Cortina d'Ampezzo, which has a load of places to stay, um, lots of tourist infrastructure. So that is that park. So now let's go to Fanacena Spreas. This is one of my favorite parks. So it's Parco Naturale di Fanacena Spreas, or I think it's Fanacena Prags in German. So um, instead of Breas, you'd see Prags. I think it's P-R-A-G-S. I love this park. It's absolutely beautiful. There are some fabulous hikes here. There are some beautiful mountains. It's you know, there's a lot of rocky peaks. It kind of seems that way, but then you'll find these alpine meadows kind of in places. There's Lago de Breas, uh, Lake Breas, which is very, very well known, very famous. I, full confession, I haven't been been there yet. I don't know why it is. I tend to shy away from going to these super famous places. But as I am making my plans to be traveling um, to this part of Italy in June and July, I am going to go to the lake and I will get some pictures. But I will put a link to some photos because you've probably seen photos of this lake very famous, very beautiful. It's like this emerald color. It's surrounded by peaks. There's a path around it. So again, there's like easy, there's easier hikes here. There's harder hikes here. Um, There's mountain huts here. Uh, The other lake that's here is Lake uh, Dobiaco. Um, It's kind of in the northeastern part of the park. I think the, I think the hiking here is really great. It's, you know, you can get out, obviously, like the, the trail around um, Lake Breas is pretty easy. It's just flat, goes around the lake. Some of the other hikes are a little bit, maybe moderate, more challenging, a little rocky, nothing. There's some stuff that's not super, super hard, um, more moderate that I think if you're in decent shape and things are well marked, so you can kind of make your way around. There's all kinds of places that you can go and valleys and and it's just it really is one of the most stunning places. I also have to say, I have met some squeaky marmots here in the past. So it's great. There's lots of wildlife here. I just absolutely love this. And again, like if you hike up to Senna's Hut, you can then from there very easily, you can cross over into the Dampezzo Dolomite Park and you can actually spend time in both, which is really great. So um, ugh, beautiful flowers in the summer, just a stunning, stunning park. I highly, highly recommend this park. It's It would be kind of one of the ones that I would put maybe at the top of your list and you could probably stay in a town like San Vigilio di Marebe because that is actually where the visitor center for this park is located. And that is a great town. Also good. There's a ski area around San Vigilio as well. So Fanacena Spray is one of the, the parks that I have definitely spent some time in and is just near and dear to my heart and would be one of the ones that I would highly recommend. The next park is going to be one of the ones that's actually located in the Trentino part of the Trentino Alto DJ region. This is one I'm actually, fingers crossed, hoping to get to this year. And it's called Parco Naturale Panaveggio Pale di San Martino. I know this. They just can't make names short, can they? <laughs> anyway, they just can't say, um, you know, 
Yosemite National Park. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this is, I think this particular park has some stunning, stunning valleys. So there's the, I think there's the Val Venezia, the Val Canale, the Valle Venoy. It seems like there might be a couple of other ones that are nearby. I might have to double check on that. Anyway, rugged peaks. There actually are a couple of glaciers here, more lakes. You always kind of find some lakes. And there's actually the Panavegio Forest, which covers about 2,700 hectares. I'm not sure what that is in acres. The, the wood of the spruce trees here of this forest are actually made for some of the famous violins, the, the, the Stradivarius violins. So that's some pretty good wood when you're making some really incredible uh, musical instruments. Definitely a park that has these spiry kind of jaggedy peaks. I'm looking at a photo here with um, these jaggedy, rugged peaks, kind of uh, looks like maybe either sunrise or sunset, and they're just reflecting in this kind of uh, little lake, um, little mountain lake. Looks like there's a little refugio, a little hut there too. Stunning area. Um, This is one of the places, like I said, that I really want to get to because I've read so much about it. Again, you're going to find trails for all fitness levels so that you can hopefully get out and get on a trail and also sort of get up close and personal. Um, interesting. And they say that in the, the Valle del Venoy, the some of the mountains in this area are a little darker red and not maybe it's pale pink. So that would be interesting to kind of see that. But that is Parco Naturale Panavegio Pale di San Martino in the Trentino portion of the Trentino Alto DJ region. So it's a little further south, a little maybe easier to get to. You wouldn't have to drive as far from like a place like maybe Venice or Verona, It'd be a little closer to get to get into this area. Um, like I said, it's it's high on my list for my upcoming travels. Okay. So let's go back up to Sutural or the Alto DJ part. And this is Parco Naturale Chiliar Catenaccio. This is also where you'll find the Alpi di Susi is kind of next to this park. They're sort of adjacent to each other and you can kind of go in and out of, you can kind of go into the park and then go back into the Alpi di Susi. So the the Schiliar or the Schlern in German is that peak that is known for this park and also for the Alpi di Susi. It is absolutely gorgeous. The Catanaccio or the Rosengarten Massif um, peak is also here. And again, there's great network of trails, gondolas, ski lifts. It's absolutely beautiful in this area. And I need to really get into the park more. I've been more in the Alpi du Susi. I know that some of the hikes, I think, in the park itself, there are some of the the Via Ferrata where you have to kind of, you know, be hooked up, like have a, a, a rock climbing harness on where you would hook yourself up to things. So that might be something that you would it would be better for you to do with a guide. And I know that there are guides that will take people out and you can kind of do some of these more challenging hikes, if you will. But there is, there's just an absolutely plethora of things to do in this area between the park, the Shilio Catanacho Park 
and Alpi de Susi. There's some great little towns to stay near nearby to be able to access these. There are a couple of lakes that you can also kind of go and explore here as well. Absolutely stunning area was kind of my my first foray into the Dolomites. When I said I was going to the Dolomites, this is where I ended up and I keep going back. So it's pretty special. So that is that park. Now, one of the ones I haven't been to, but is probably one of the most famous is the Parco Naturale Tre Cime. And that's three chimneys, three peaks. And you've probably seen these very famous peaks there. It looks like three kind of chimneys. And that's pretty much what the park is. It's You can actually do a, a walk around them. Absolutely stunning. These, um, these peaks, these towers are just very iconic. And there is a lake here. There's just one, and that's Lago di Landro. And then there's some smaller kind of mountain lakes. The um, They kind of call refer to these as Assesto Dolomites, and there's a lot of high plateaus and kind of deep valleys here. So yes, it's a place where you can definitely get out and do some do some hiking and some walking. Most people do kind of go to Tre Cime and kind of just do the the hike kind of around, um, kind of circumnavigating that because it's really not too difficult to do. Obviously, there would be some rock climbing in the area as well. It's definitely one of the parks I need to get to because I sort of drove, I drove, there's a road that actually goes between that one and Fanacenas Breas, which is like a route I would highly recommend like driving through because you, it's just like there's all kinds of trees and then there's the peaks. And I kind of caught a glimpse of the Trechime like through this like saddle or something. And I was like, oh, there they are. So I need to get over there and to go see them and hopefully take that uh, take that trail around them because it is really, really beautiful. Okay, so let's go to another one. Now, I've actually been to this park, a little bit of it. This is Parco Naturale Pues Odo, also in the Trentino Alto Adige region. It's kind of northeast of the Chiliar Catanacho Park, and it's west of Fanacenas Breas. And this is kind of the heart of the Dolomites. Um, it's a home of Reinhold Messner, who was one of a famous, famous mountaineer. The kind of the Sawtooth Odal is kind of one of those, again, one of the sort of iconic peaks, massives that you see. And you've got some beautiful valleys around here, the Val Badia, the Val Gardena, and the um, the valley that comes kind of just outside the park is the Val di Funes. I did a hike here called, oh gosh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. Now I got it. It's the Adolf Munkel Wig, or maybe Adolf Munkel Trail. There are, there are a couple little loops around it, but I took this one because what it does is it takes you like right up close and personal to the, uh, is it the, 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 the odal tooth. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of it. The odal, like the, the jaggedy edge thing. And you can also actually see some of these peaks. If you don't go directly into the park, there's a little town called Santa Madalena. There's a lovely little church, and you can actually take a little walk up to the church, and then you can walk a little bit above the church, and you get these great views of the church, and then you get these the views of the of the Odo Peaks. Absolutely beautiful. But getting into the park was um, on my last 
visit in 20, that was 2021, I wanted to actually get into the park and do some hiking there. And so I did this Adolph Munkle Trail and it kind of took a nice loop. And it's nice because you come back, like after you do that, you can come back around. There's a couple different ways, you know, obviously there are other trails you can hook up with, but you came back around and there was this really great refugio mountain hut there that I think you could actually stay there as well. But then they had like, they had a restaurant, the, the weather was kind of nice. Everybody was sitting outside. So it was a great kind of place to stop. And then, um, you know, I went back down to the the parking area. I will say that it was a, that particular hike was, you know, a bit rocky and steep, kind of, I don't know, super steep, kind of through the trees going up. And it was that way coming back down. So, you know, there are going to be some hikes that are going to be a little bit easier than others. The other hike that's really super famous in here that I'm going to do on this next trip is the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, the cicada. It's S. E-C-E-D-A. Um, this you access from more like the Ortici or the Val Gardena side of the park. And this is like super famous. Again, I'll put some links to this. And I think when you see some of the photos, you'll be like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. There's not a whole lot of water in this park. Um, there's maybe like just Lake Campaccio. Um, so this is kind of maybe a, a park that's more about the peaks and kind of like the the some of the the valleys and just and there's some kind of some steep valleys, lots of trees too. I would say lots of like you know um, pine trees and that. That's what I remember in in the hike that I took in Pues Odo. The other thing that I will say is there is a stunning drive that skirts the edges of the Pues Odo and it uh, kind of goes through the Val Gardena. And this is the Paso Gardena. I actually have a blog post on that drive that I will put a link to. Stunning drive. Stunning, stunning, stunning. Um, really beautiful, especially if you're doing it from east to west. That would be my uh, my recommendation is to do it in that direction absolutely beautiful. But this is definitely a park that has a lot to offer. And there's a lot of different areas that you can access it, which I think is kind of nice. You can kind of access it more over in the Val Badia or the Val Gardena or the Val di Funes. So there, and then there would be like little towns uh, to stay in any of those and be able to access from there. So absolutely beautiful park. Um, definitely kind of in the heart of the Dolomites. Highly recommend it. Just absolutely stunning. So the largest park, and this one's also um, is the second one that's located in the Trentino part of the Trentino Alto Adige region. And this is the Parco Naturale Ademello Brenta. So this is where you kind of find what they kind of refer to as the Brenta Dolomites. Now there are, it's very diverse. There's actually lots of lakes. There's a glacier. There are definitely a lot more like pinnacles and sharp points here versus maybe some of the the blocky kind of massifs that you'll get um, to the east. So this is the western edge of the Dolomites, and they're the only ones that are actually west of the Adige River. So they kind of are, they're kind of isolated. Um, Like if you look at a map and you kind of find it, you'll see that. There's over 80 lakes in this park, Um, lots of wildlife, of course, like when you get into there being lakes. They've actually reintroduced brown bears into the park. So they're they're there. Be aware of that if you're out hiking. Um, you will also find the chamois, the the 
don't know, is those sheepy goaty things? I'm not sure exactly which family they're part of or deer thingies. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they have horn. I'm putting my fingers over my head right now. You can't see me, but I'm putting my fingers over my head and, and like doing like little horns, the chamois. Um, it, but this is like one of those parks where also too, I think you find a lot more of the Via Ferrata. So some of the hiking may be a little bit more difficult, but because you also have all those lakes, you're going to get some beautiful areas like for like summer, you know, getting out on the lakes and being able to do some sort of easier walks and maybe some, even some cycling around, around the lakes. So there's really kind of, there's sort of the Adamello Presanella group of peaks and the Brenta group. And the valley that kind of goes between them that sort of separates them is called the Rendena Valley. I also think over here, um, I think one of the towns over here is the, oh, it's Madonna, 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 Madonna. I will find it on the map. Madonna di Campi something or other. <laughs> so I'm, I, I am actually looking it up right now and I'm going to find the name of that town. It's actually kind of one of the more, there it is, Madonna di Campi... Campillo. Um, it's C-A-M-P-I-G-L-I-O. And that G-L-I is like, yeah. So Campillo. Um, and it's kind of one of the more uh, famous towns that you could base yourself for exploring this area. But there's a lot of other places. The other thing is kind of over in this area, if I'm not mistaken, there's actually some valleys that are, I think, kind of just maybe I don't know if they're within the park or just outside the uh, outside the boundaries of the park. You'll actually find some places where they actually grow some some apples. So there's some kind of apple orchards there that are pretty famous. So this is an area again. I haven't been over to this far western part. It's almost like due west of the town of Trento. Haven't been there yet, but it's on my list. I'm not sure it's going to happen this time, but it's going to happen soon because the. It just absolutely looks stunning. So that is another one of the parks that you'll want to consider going to. The next park that we're going to talk about is the one that is located in Friuli, Venezia, Giulia. That is the name of the region. That is a far northeastern part of the boot of Italy, kind of borders there along Slovenia. I've been to this region once uh, briefly for a couple of nights. I haven't gone into this park, but the park is Parco Naturale Dolomiti Friulane. Friulane. And again, it's the only park located in that region. And I think because it's kind of not around all the other ones, it may kind of be one of the kind of more, um, more wild, um, very unspoiled. There's some beautiful peaks here. There's the Cime dei Preti, the Dorano, the Cridola, and the Monfalconi. Monfalcony. And they're kind of the, the main peaks here. There are some interesting rock towers and spires. There's one called the Campanile di Val Monte. <laughs> so it looks a bit like a bell tower. So it's like 2173 meters high. And they say it looks like a bell tower, which is what Campanile is in, in Italian. That's bell tower. So there's some really interesting kind of formations here. Beautiful valleys. Um, there's the Val Cimoliana and the Val Week and the Val Zemola. 
there's some canyoning or canyoneering here. In fact, in the Val Zamola, that's kind of a big thing to do there. There's actually also a high altitude grassland here and lots of deer, marmots, kind of wood grouse. There's even some golden eagles. You'll find some chamois here. And their population of alpine ibex has been growing here. So you may catch some wildlife over in this park. This is definitely one of the parks that I would really like to get to. Again, I think you have to choose the one that maybe fits into maybe the rest of your itinerary, but maybe you want to kind of go somewhere a little different. Um, If you want to go somewhere different, I would head over to the Fruili Venezia Giulia region. It's a stunning region that um, I'm hoping in the next couple of years to explore a little bit more because it's really beautiful. It's got a lot to offer and it doesn't see near the amount of visitors as some of the other places in Italy. You know, I believe there is one other small park and it's, they kind of call it a geopark and it's Geopark Blätterbach. And again, this is in, I think it's, it's in Trentino Alto Adige. Well, I know it's there. I'm not sure if it's in the Alto Adige part or the Trentino part, but it's kind of a, it looks kind of maybe borderline. I think it might be an Alto DJ though. And this is kind of just a small little geopark where there are a couple more Dolomite peaks nearby. And I think the one is actually called, I think it's called Blutterbach. So that would be another area. It's just, looks like it's maybe just kind of southeast of Balzano. Um, the main town of Alto Adige. And there may be just some peaks. I'm not sure if this is one that's like as easily accessible. There's some little roads. Um, So just want to kind of throw that one out there. It's a little bit smaller. The other ones are like bigger parks. This one seems like it's a, a smaller, like they call them geoparks. So, but it is all part of the UNESCO part of the Dolomites, which is something I may not have mentioned, is that the Dolomite Peaks, um, they're kind of our specific ones, and I'll put a link to it, but there are those that are UNESCO World Heritage Site, um, you know, falling under that natural category of UNESCO sites. So they are special. And I think that if you are a mountain person, if you love viewing mountains, getting out into the mountains, hiking, skiing, whatever it might be, you need to go to the Dolomites. If you haven't been there yet, I highly, highly, highly recommend it because they are absolutely stunning. They will blow you away, knock your socks off, all those cliches. They truly are very picturesque. If you're a photographer, you're going to love them. No doubt about that. You know, make a make a great trip out of it. Make a, Take some time and really immerse yourself in them. Take in some of the culture that's around there because there's some great little towns and, and there's definitely a unique culture in a lot of the, the areas around there, around the, the different parks. And uh, yeah, I just can't say enough about them. I really do love them. And it's a, it's just something I, as you know, I keep getting drawn back to them and I like to dig in a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. Every time I go, I try to see a little bit more and try to discover some, some different places to go, some different towns, some, some different hikes, uh, some different drives to make. There's 
also a lot of castles around there and fortifications around nearby. Lakes, oh, valleys, beautiful places for wildflowers in summer. I really want to go in the winter and see it under a blanket of snow, although I'm not going to drive it. I will definitely not be renting a car that time, but trying to base myself somewhere and be able to maybe get out. I want to learn how to cross-country ski. Never learned how. Get out on some snowshoes for sure. Maybe get out on a snowboard again. It's been a long time. But um, anyway, I just think that this is such a wonderful part of Italy and just extremely special. Maybe a little less Italian in places, but still just true treasure of, of the boot for sure. True treasure. Okay. If you have questions on the Dolomites, please hit me up, Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at wonderyourway.com. And I invite you, of course, to go over to the website and just see what all is going on over there. I have all my travel planning services available, all kinds of different levels. I have been planning so many trips here of late, and I appreciate my clients being patient with me through this tough time that I've been going through. But I am getting back into it and really loving it. In fact, I just had a couple calls today, right before. Before I recorded this with some some new clients and looking forward to working on some trips, um, a, couple, a couple of them, they're actually both going to be in Italy, oddly, oddly enough. So um, I'm really happy to be getting back into doing some work and would love to help you plan your trip if you are heading to Italy or anywhere else in Europe. Um, I can kind of do a little bit of anywhere in Europe, I have experience doing just about just about anywhere in Europe at this point. And if you want to sign up for the newsletter, um, the emails, you can just go over to wonderyourway.com and find a place to sign up and you'll get a nice little free PDF from me on Europe destinations, travel planning tips, maybe some tips, um, some special places in Ireland or Italy to travel to. So I think I'm going to end it there and just say thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening and share it with your friends. Um, I seem to keep growing the podcast, which is great. I've gotten some good feedback. People are listening more and more. And that makes me happy because as I have said, when I started this, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, if I was going to keep doing it, if anyone would even listen to me talk. But apparently you all are listening to me. So thank you. I Grazie, gracias, merci, and danke. Until next time, buon viaggio, happy travels. Happy travels.